I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to Room 104. You can get in touch at any moment uh, and time on our WhatsApp, 87 Now, I don't know how adventurous you are with your other half or with a couple or how bold you might be with your uh, your private life and your sex life. There is uh, a company that runs certain events all across the UK and is running one and has run events before in Ireland. Uh, to tell you more about exactly what they are, Emma Sale joins us on the line. Emma, how are you this evening? I'm all right, thank you. Our Catholic traditional country will be shocked and horrified by some of the events that you're running. But for people who, who are interested, I know you've interested in this in this country for these events that you're doing. What exactly do you run? What do you do? So we it's been 14 years, and it's a um, it's a business called Killing Kittens, and it's all about women exploring their sexuality in a safe environment. And we do parties that yes, they'll end up with some people having full on sex, um, and but we also do workshops and talks and educational kind of events and couples weekends away and most of the business now is a tech business where um, it's a big online community and there's a dating site element to it and a social network element so it's just all about sort of women being in control of their sexuality and and non-judgmental environments and having that freedom and um, and that yeah that's what it's all about really so um, you said this is going on 14 years and why did you yeah. set this up I was generally paid off <laughs> with society <laughs> in general I just felt that it was a really unbalanced patriarchal society we were living and if men slept around then you know they were given a high five and called legends and but if a girl, you know, she was single and had some one-night stands, exactly the same, then, you know, she was sort of the devil and going to hell and, um, you know, a complete whore. Um, and this basically slut shamed. Um, and it was sort of, and I just found everything also in the adult world. And I was doing some PR, I was doing PR and some of my clients were kind of um, in the more adult um, industries. And I just, again, saw, just saw it was all being run by men, um, claiming to be female friendly, but... It, you know, to me, it was very, you know, what women want for sex and and just, every, you know, exploring their sexuality is very different to sort of the man's world. Um, and that was very controlled by men and a lot of people in relationships, it was all about what the man wanted. And, um, and, and yeah, so basically the more I looked, um, and it was a time when Sex and the City came out on television, um, and, and Summers, a high street, you know, sex toy yeah. store hit the high street, um, and it just, there was this kind of buzz going on. And again, I just didn't see anywhere, online or offline, um, that it was, that very much put the women first. So I was out in Ibiza and I hadn't slept for about three days. <laughs> and I just thought, I went, right, that's it, I'm doing it. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of how it all came about. And it's just sort of, it's just grown. Um, and as I said, we're now classified as a tech business. Um, 
and we're in 36 cities all over the world. And yeah, that's it really. And it um, continues to grow. <laughs> how did you go about organising your, your first event? I suppose how do you how do you start something like that? That's so I suppose different. Um, you might want to call it even radically different than what it had been. Yeah, around. no, it, it was very radically different at the time, and most people I knew told me that I was crazy. Um, <laughs> And that it was disgusting. And what the hell was I thinking? A lot of those people have now come back round. Really? <laughs> um, they're still on my little my blacklist. Um, <laughs> and it, to be honest, it, it was it was a very simple concept. Um, concept. And the first event didn't. You know, they didn't. They don't need loads of hundreds and hundreds of people. It's not a. It's not filling a nightclub with a thousand people. It, yeah. We had 50, 50 people at the first event, and I just from being out and about in London and. You know, knowing a lot of girls out there and knowing also a lot of, you know, people within the whole kind of sexuality sort of sphere, I just, yeah, I just put it out there. And, yeah, the first party had 50 people and we only did one, I did one event every month and it just sort of gradually grew. And it was sort of, when we launched, it was before really social media yeah. had even come into into existence, really. I think we launched about the same time as Facebook. Um and the digital world didn't really exist, so it was it was all word of mouth yeah. and old school networking, and you know any kind of press, you know any me, it was old school media. So it's sort of, you know, we've had a love hate relationship with the Daily Mail for you know our entire existence, which is great. I yeah. love them, um, but it you know it's that tabloid sensation. But actually, every time they do something, it actually gets us a whole load more members. So it's sort of you know fine. There might be a few people who go, oh my God, it's disgusting. Um, but every time they are any tabloid or any newspaper or any media write something, it gets us hundreds more members. So it's just sort of, it's that playing with fire. Yeah, but, no, no such thing yeah. as bad publicity, that kind of thing. And, and it kind of works out for you in the end. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so onwards. <laughs> so at that, at that first event, was it a ticketed event that you had to sell? Obviously, was it held in a in a hotel or a or a private house or what happened? No, it was a it was a private um, licensed venue, um, and it was a ticketed event. And it always from day one, it's always always been very strict on the vetting. On the, you have to be a registered member, so I've always right. had like a website attached to it, a community website where you yeah. join. That's just got bigger and bigger. Um, so everyone had to be a registered member and have had submitted photos to show that you're a real person um, and bought tickets online. So we've done, we've always not given out the address of the party until within 24 hours before the event. So it just, you know, you, it keeps the security of it. Yeah. So you don't, people just can't turn up um, and try and get in. And then uh, we could, you mentioned these are these are female friendly, but are, I take it they're open to men and women to buy tickets once they're registered as well. Um, yeah, so we every man has to be accompanied by a girl. So what we don't let in is single man. Um, and then when and then we have the rules at all the events, and it's the same rules online as it is offline. That you have to wait for uh, the girl to make the first move and do the you know online it's you make you wait for the girl to make the first move and send the first message. Um, Offline in the events, it you know the guys have to wait for the girls at the event to you know come and say hi to them, um, and it just takes that kind of predatory testosterone factor out of the mix and very much puts the women um, out there. It's about them and them feeling in control and them feeling empowered and that they've got the freedom to do sort of what they want um, without being judged. And then uh, at the events, 
what what happens? So if I buy a ticket and and again, obviously with a girl and rock up there and kind of have a look, what kind of what, what can somebody expect when they walk through the doors at a, at one of your events? Um, so we have different types. We have different types of concerts, but I'll I'll describe sort of the dub, the Irish ones. Um, they they'll be in private houses. Um, the the Dublin ones get between 100 and 150 people. Um, you're they'll they'll be smart cocktail dress, sometimes black tie. They're always masked. Um, and when you turn up, it's like going into a private house party and just a cool one. <laughs> and when everyone's looking really smart and wearing masks. And you have a champagne, um, a cocktail reception. Often we have oysters. Um, and so you just have that kind of reception bit yeah. to start with. And then people kind of, well, sometimes we'll have DJs. Sometimes we just sort the music ourselves. Sometimes we have burlesque acts. It depends what the venue is. Yeah. Um, and then, and it just turns into a house party. But if you're in sort of the bar bet or the reception area, you don't, you won't see anything. It will literally like be you're in a house party, mm. um, just with very open-minded people. And it's only if you wander, if you then wander around the rest of the house or the rest of the venue, you have playrooms, so candlelit playrooms, and it's in those rooms that you, that's where the nakedness happens. And uh, yeah, so obviously adults are doing. <laughs> that's it's not a normal house party. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's when it gets. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's so, that bit that's slightly different. <laughs> <laughs> so when you say, so people are, are masked, so it's kind of like uh, eyes wide shut kind of situation, is it? Exactly, just without the weird capes and the mending <laughs> and, and, the, and the weird ceremony <laughs> and the kind of the the, the, yeah, the mask stuff weird happening. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> And is there any other particular rules that people who attend these events have to follow? Like I take it as it, you know, condoms for everyone if their people are going to engage in sex and stuff like that. Yeah, we have we have that, and it's that at the end of the day, everyone's adults and consenting our adults. And also, what you get is a lot of couples who they kind of stick to themselves, and so you know what goes on between those couples. And a lot of couples, you know, the, the women in the couple is bicurious um, yeah. or bisexual. So a lot of them come because they start getting, you know, doing things with other girls. The girls are doing stuff with girls. Um, and so we have that. I mean, we're very strict on phones and cameras. So there's no, you know, we, we completely ban any kind of any mobile phone devices at all from being anywhere in the world, in the parties, but in pockets. Um, and we have security and we have girls wandering around monitoring that. So... You know, I always say, and you know, in 14 years, no one's ever checked into a killing kittens party on Facebook or Instagram, <laughs> yeah. and someone will one day. No, yeah. So those are those are basic rules, and and the whole, you know, the women, the men have to wait for the girls to do the approach, and that's it, really. And what has been the feedback from some of the members who have gone? They love it. <laughs> a lot of them come back <laughs> for more. Um, the Irish ones are getting busier and busier, and the online community side for the Irish members is getting, you know, it's getting busy. We have sort of chat groups um, and we've yeah. had to open the extra groups because we sort of have 50 in each group and they're getting more and more. So we've got loads of Irish groups now. Um, and um, so, yeah, and the thing is we, as I said, it's got kind of, it's not, we have those parties, but then we also have the educational side. So we do girls only talks. We do some man's own men only talks, you know, the art of seduction and approaching girls and dating in this modern world for men. So it's kind of, it's, you know, it's across the board. It's not, yes, we have girls at the core of it, um, but, we, you know, we love men. And, and we very much, you know, it's about working together and actually understanding how, you know, the different sexes work. Um, that our whole ethos is, is letting, you know, women have that freedom. So, yeah. So 
I know over the years, as you said, you know, tabloids will pick this up and sensationalize it. And I'm sure you've had your own uh, certain, you've dealt with a lot of maybe backlash or controversy or people who are quote unquote outraged at this and think it is maybe, I don't know, hedonistic kind of stuff yeah. that shouldn't be, oh, shouldn't yeah, be loads, happening. Oh yeah, loads, loads of outrage. I've, you know, some Irish, Northern Irish phone into when I went on BBC, I think Radio Belfast told me that she could feel the devil with me. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, yeah. We we still do have a lot of that Catholic guilt and shame hanging around, um, and yeah. you know we still traditionally. I think I, Irish people don't like talking about sex. Traditionally, Irish people don't like discussing those kind of things, and would be very embarrassed. And, and as you said, ashamed, yeah. and especially I think more so as you, as you mentioned from the female side. But we've had a horrible history of treating women who have gotten pregnant outside of marriage. You know what I mean? So we've a, a huge yeah. stigma and shame with regards to women and their sexuality. So what do you say to, or what did you say to the person? Who, who called you, said you had the devil inside you. I told her that that was her opinion and everyone was entitled to opinion. So, you know, I would respect her opinion. <laughs> <laughs> and then to anyone else who yeah. might be who might be listening this evening who is kind of just not on board with it and thinks it, it thinks you are still the devil and thinks well, that you're... I say, again, it's their opinion. But at the end of the day, I'm not forcing anyone to do anything. I'm not throwing anything in anyone's faces. Um, and I just say that as long as no one's getting hurt then who is anyone to judge what anyone else does in their private life? It's the same as religion. You don't, as long as you're not forcing your, or politics, you can have your beliefs, I have mine, and as long as I'm not forcing my beliefs onto someone else, yeah. then you have to respect you, what everyone else around you is, is, you know, believes, as long as no one's getting hurt in the process of their beliefs. And, and the thing with sexuality, and to me it's sort of, I was a science geek at school. I'm, I'm science-minded. Yeah. But I also go to church, believe it or not. Um, my kids are at a Church of England school. Um, and I always have done. And, but to me, sexuality is it's what drives us all. It drives every single one of us, no matter what our politics, no matter what our religion. It's what makes us who we are and how we behave. And it's just animal. Mm. And, the, and to me, it's like, why is that wrong? Why, why is it shameful? Why is it seedy when the one core thing that is in every single one of us that drives us is our sexuality? So why is it dirty? That it, and it's things like religion and that has, and, you know, patriarchal societies that have squashed that and made it, turned it into something seedy and dirty. And when you look back and through the history of it all and how it's turned into this dirty thing, it's really obvious to see. So that's, to me, it's like, before you judge, really look at why is it shameful or dirty and seedy? Why? Does anyone with really, you know, those views against it, do they really know why they've got those views against it? Other than it's just been drummed into them from a religious angle. Yeah, I imagine That's a lot of a knee-jerk reaction kind of to it. It's like, oh, we, we can't yeah. even be talking about this. You should have offered that woman a free ticket. Yeah, she sounded, I don't know. I don't think she was coming anywhere near it. Nor was the nor was the presenter. Was bring it down and go. Well, we, should, we should do a live broadcast from uh, from the next one. Um, we, we obviously <laughs> couldn't do that. But ultimately, then, <laughs> what is your uh, what what's your aim or your goal or your vision for 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 the for the company and for these events? Um, well, we're just the whole tech side of it um, has grown exponentially over the last years, and and with the whole Me Too movement and everything that's gone in, in sort of with females in society and in general. Um, it's just snowballed. 
um, are set up and the people attending and more and more women are signing up. So one thing we are massively growing um, and investing in is the whole tech platform for all the educational sites, so like webinars, yeah. the digital kind of educational sites, so you can be anywhere in the world and you'll be able to access access content and um, and talks and, you know, confidence workshops mm. and just every tantric workshop, everything from um, that side. So to, to us, it's sort of, at the end of the day, it comes down to community, which has been like day one to build a community that everyone can feel part of. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, that's our aim is to increase that and, and increase the educational side and hopefully have less and less people saying it's disgusting feeding. So has the Irish event happened yet or is it it's coming up in October? Is that correct? Um, it's this weekend, I think. Oh, this weekend? I'm fairly sure. It's, I should know that. It is definitely, it's definitely this weekend. Um, um, and have you sold out? So if there's someone listening who maybe wants to uh, dip their, uh, their no, toe in the still, pond. No, still, there's still spaces because it's a big venue. Um, so, um, yeah, if people, there's still time and they can they have to register online to be like party verified and, and then they can buy tickets. So, yeah, and there's again, still time. What, what's <laughs> the website if someone's listening wants to uh, have a um, go? It's just killingkittens.com. Yes, I think killing the animals. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, Emma Sale from um, killingkittens.com. Very best of luck with your event this week. Very best of luck with uh, fighting off the people who believe you have the devil inside you for years to come because I imagine they're not going anywhere anytime yeah. soon. But um, go big or go home, really, isn't that's it? That's it, isn't it? You know, <laughs> they can take it or leave it. Thanks a million for speaking to us this evening, though. No worries. Thank you. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.